What's up, everybody? Welcome in another episode of Annie Up. I'm your host, Howard Bender. With me, of course, Adam Ronis. Uh, kind of a, a nice, quiet, easygoing day today. I mean, you know, there's some news today in the world of sports that we get to talk about. A lot of baseball, even some NFL, uh, like relevant news popping up. So, you know, not too bad. But, uh, you know, I got to tell you, with the exception of, uh, you know, missing the, the lineup lock on uh, one of my leagues, I think I had a pretty nice day today. Um, well, that's good to hear. I think it was kind of a hectic day for NBA. If you play NBA DFS, uh, we found out right at tip-off, DeAndre Ayton uh, missed his COVID test, uh, and he was a very popular play. Then about 10 minutes later, oh, he's going to play. He's headed to the court. Now, he did play. He came off the bench, but only played 17 minutes, so... Uh, we have been fortunate in the bubble. We haven't had any crazy days, but today's a crazy day. And then we found out Donovan Mitchell's sitting and the Raptors are sitting guys and Giannis is out. So it is the last week of the NBA regular season. And this is how it goes. So it was hectic in the NBA circles. Um, yeah, you know, when stuff like that goes down, absolutely. Um, you know, that whole, you know, in and out, in the lineup, out of the lineup, John and Pemba, from Fantasy Alarm, he hit me up with that whole saga earlier. Um, you know, again, you know, you and I have talked about this. It's uh, it's the last week of the regular season. These games, for the most part, don't really matter. Now, the missed COVID test, that's kind of a pain in the ass. But, it, uh, you know, to have that happen at a time where, I mean, I'm playing fairly light in DFS, you know, right now. Just because, you know, MLB is so crazy with, you know, who's going to be playing, who's not going to be playing, what's going to be postponed, what isn't. Uh, NBA, last week of the regular season, so teams are like, whatever. Um, I'm just, uh, the, to me, this is just about gearing up for football, right? Yeah, no question about it. I mean, look, I'm excited for the NBA playoffs. We have a few meaningful games left as uh, the battle for the playing game. You know, the Suns play the Sixers on Tuesday. Uh, of course, Joel Embiid will be out. Suns will be on a back-to-back. And then the Blazers have a big game against the Mavericks on Tuesday. And I would think that Luka Doncic and Chris Stapps Porzingis play because they sat on Monday. So even though the Mavericks have nothing to play for, that's something to keep an eye on because if they do play, it's going to make it more challenging for the Trail Blazers. So, you know, at least we do have a couple of fun days here. But a lot of teams just have nothing to play for right now. Pelicans obviously are sitting there, guys. No need to put Zion Williamson on the court. But, you know, I don't see how people can complain. Like, this is the same thing that would happen, you know, last week of the regular season in April. It's just how it is. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's it's it's week 17 of the NFL. It's, uh, you know, playing trying to play DFS MLB in the final week of the season where everything is, you know, uh, random rookie going to play. And, and just it's it's just it's a quiet time. But, I mean, it is. It's a calm before the storm. Because, I mean, let's face it, once the NBA playoffs actually kick in, I mean, listen, I've been enjoying the uh, the NHL playoffs, but haven't really, haven't nearly been paying attention as much to, to them as I have to NBA. So, you know, I mean, as great and as fun as exciting, I, I guess it's because the Rangers got knocked out, got swept by the friggin' Hurricanes. Um, and that kind of took the wind out of my sails, so... You know, once once NBA starts up there, then all of a sudden, then it's great. You know, you know who's getting the minutes. You know what's happening. You don't have to worry about the you know playing for seating or anything. This is it. It's 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 all out or nothing, and uh, and that makes for nice and competitive and fun. 
Yeah, no doubt about it. And can't wait for that. Uh, looking forward to the playing game to see whoever it is. We got uh, potentially hot teams in Portland and Phoenix could be in that game. So should be a fun finish to the NBA season. And I know you want to see Portland get in to oh. take on those Lakers. Oh, I just I just want to scare. And, and in reality, I don't even care. Uh, who wins that series? Like I, I, I don't. It doesn't bother me at all. I want to see it happen. You know, Bowden's got a, a bet with Fensty, a pie in the face bet, right? Uh, on the Lakers, he's the the Lakers have to make it, just make it to the Western Conference Finals. They don't even have to win the Western Conference Finals. They just have to make it. So, uh, if they make it there, then uh, Fensty takes a pie to the face from Jim, and vice versa if they don't. So. You know, listen. If you if you watch the FF pie bet last year at all, watching Jim Bowden take uh, excessive pies to the face is pretty funny. <laughs> I mean, just watching how frustrated he got week after week. It was like, oh, it was the worst for him. So to to have that happen there, that to me would be uh, very very entertaining to say the least. <laughs> yeah, I know you would love that for sure. Oh, of course. Of course I would. Why wouldn't I? You know, I mean, it's 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 always good to needle Jim, especially because I don't really have a, a dog in the hunt. So it doesn't really bother me uh, which way or the other. So um, I'm good with that. So uh, let's uh, let's switch it up here. There's a lot of, you know, we're waiting for the playoffs, excited for the playoffs, going to be great for the playoffs. But in the meantime, right now, um We'll just kind of put that on the back burner here. Lots of stuff going on at MLB. First one I got to ask you here because, you know, A, you're a Met fan. B, you're a Stroman fan. And I, too, am a Marcus Stroman fan also. and was really happy about that move from him going from Toronto uh, to New York. Now, the injuries have obviously been uh, a huge pain in the ass. But, you know, I got into an argument with, uh, with Jim on the radio uh, about this because I said, all you look at some of these players. All they need to do is acquire a certain amount of service time, to you know, for free agency to kick in or for you know arbitration to kick in, whatever the case may be. And I gave them a list of guys who could con- could conceivably opt out after a very short time in the majors, just so that they could lock down, you know, whatever it was, whatever that milestone was. And dude, he went banana. He was so mad at me for that. Um, just, you know, basically saying that the character of people just absolutely sucks. Uh, and, you know, you shouldn't talk that way about the players. And I was like, ah, this is fact, dude. And uh, and so he said no. And then lo and behold, Stroman opts out today. He's claiming, you know, it has to do with the calf. But the calf is actually healed. And well, no, that's not what he said. What did he say? Well, he said it was his, for his family, right? Because people started right. to accuse his- him of it. His grandmother and uncle have compromised immune systems and they're around his mother on a regular basis. I know he's very tight with his family. I don't know if you ever seen his dad. Have you seen his dad? I have not. He is absolutely jacked, bro. You would not say <laughs> anything, anything disrespectful to him because that dude is ripped as hell. Um, I, I mean, listen, I, I would I wouldn't have a reason to say anything disrespectful, but you know, it was it was just, uh, to me, it was one of those, you know, interesting moments where now that we've seen Stroman do it, who else? And and how these could, like, kind of trickle in once we see guys clear certain things like, you know, their arbitration year or something to that effect. Well, okay, so when 
When was the exact date that it became official that he gets the year of service and become a free agency? Do you know the exact I, date? I think it was like a no. It wasn't a date. It was a number of games that he needed to uh, be on the roster for. Okay. Do we know the exact number? Uh, it, it popped up like literally the whatever his last game was. He's not on the IL, right? Uh, I believe he is. He has to be, doesn't he? I'm not. I, I mean, does he have to be on the IL? I, I don't. Yeah, I, where I, else I would guess he be? He was. <clears throat> so he was for uh, for his calf, and now hey. he opts out of the season. Let's so see. he's going to go on the restricted list, allowing the Mets to clear a spot on the forty-man roster. Yes. I, I don't know. I mean, we saw Lorenzo Cain recently opt out, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so players are are making the decision. We've seen Nick Markakis come back. Uh, you know, they Mets do have a trip to Miami next week. That was one of the issues. Look, it could have been just, hey, I got the service time. You know what? I don't want to come back. This team's not doing well. Right. I mean, it's I'm, possible. It's, it's, yeah, that's, see, that's the thing. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not saying he was like this devious, you know, conniving guy thinking about it. But when the opportunity did arise, then I think he was like, oh, listen, you know what? I've been out with the calf. The Mets look. You know, we, we look terrible as a team and, you know, go from there and, and see what happens. So, you know, I, I wasn't I'm not trying to, like, accuse him of anything. I'm just saying if there is any remote concern that you have because of everything. And, you know, listen, we see a bunch of stuff happening uh, with the different teams getting it and whatever that somebody who is even remotely teetering on the brink. Well, guess what? Then all of a sudden now they're like, uh, you know. Now let me let me just let me put in a couple of extra extra games there. Make sure I get my uh, my service time logged in for this season, uh, and I'm out of here. Well, I mean, he is forfeiting three point two five million dollars unless he has a precondition, and there's nothing that I know of. So uh, he is giving that money up. So, oh, what a, what a saint! I mean, how much? How many millions does he have in his bank account already? Not as much as you think. What do you mean? He's not. He's. He's not gotten. He hasn't made a ton of money in his career. How, how many? What, what kind of contracts have Stroman? What's the contract he had, that he's he uh, signed? That a, he's on he had right a now? one year, twelve million. But because of the pandemic, it's prorated. Right, right, right. Okay. So I want to know what he what he made. What I want to know what his deals were before that. He's twenty nine. He had to have had another contract before that. Right. It's not a lot. I'll look it up. But uh, let's see. Uh, he made 7.4 last year. Oh, there you go. That's, that's a nice little chunk of change. Yeah, but you don't know what he's spending on. I know he's bought a couple, I think uh, a place in Florida, a place in New York. Yeah. He's spending it on him and his family. That's what he's doing. I mean, he spent, you know, that's, that's the, the beauty of it. You can sit there and you can, you know, spend a bunch on, you know, real estate and stuff like that and invest the rest or, you know, just kind of do it. You know, you don't. You don't have to, you know, it's so funny. You don't have to live like a, like a freaking millionaire and, you know, sit there with the mansion and the yacht and the this and the that. You know, you can still live in a really nice looking house and have a boat and, you know, just lead a really comfortable life uh, off of what he's got right there. And if there, if there isn't, you know, a lot of overhead or a lot of debt, piece of cake. I do that. Yeah, it's it doesn't. I mean, I think it looks like 2019 was 7.4, and I think the other years it, it was not a ton. 
I mean, obviously to us, it's a lot, but you know, he hasn't really gotten that big contract yet. This is like the first time he's due for that big contract. Um, yeah. And so he'll take a seat now and he'll get healthy and he'll work out and he'll fix himself and he'll spend some time with his family and he goes on, on the free agent market and he'll probably land a, you know, not, not a, not a tremendous deal, but I mean, even if he's, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of like, you know, $5 million, uh, you know, I think, I think he'd be pretty happy, you know, I mean, it'd probably, he signed one year 12 with the Mets in January. So, right. you know, and give it's him, prorated. Yeah. So, right. But give him seven and a half million for one year next season. Some team will bite. Some team will do that. Nah, he'll, he'll get more than that. He'll get a three. The lack of pitching in baseball is pretty apparent and he's been solid whether, you like him or not, and does not a big K rate, but gets a ton of ground balls. He'll he'll get a deal. I mean, we've seen worse pitchers get money, so right. he'll he'll make a decent he'll get a decent contract. Um, he will, and so he'll be fine. So, you know, why take the risk? You know, again, I'm not like you know, I don't want to. I'm not trying to trash the guy for doing it. I think it's a it's a respectable move if you're given the opportunity to 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 do that, and your team sucks i mean i think we'll start seeing that a lot i think once teams do start falling out of it i do think that we'll see guys you know just be like you know what uh i'm I'm out you know i've been here for most of the time it's just not worth it anymore i think maybe yeah everyone has a different mentality that's the thing here looking at it and yeah i just have no faith in people and and their character it's really what it comes down to you have to you said no i say i have no faith people you character. have you have no faith zero absolutely okay I, you have to people I, have I to can't prove blame themselves you for that Pe- what i said i can't blame you for that you're you always kind of looking at the negative of someone because you know people do devious things and again I, I don't know if he did or if he really felt this way um again i did cover him in high school uh he always was stand up uh was a good kid i always liked him um i he's been pretty he's pretty vocal on twitter about a lot of things and i think part of that is because he's always been told he's not going to make it cuz he's small i mean he is right. what do they list him at 59 he's not 59 he's shorter than me um but he's really good he was a good basketball player he was a good football player even when he was drafted oh you're never going to be a starter you're going to pitch out of the bullpen that's what he was told uh even at duke where he went to school same thing uh, so he's always had that chip on his shoulder because people always tell them you're too small. You're not going to do this. You're not going to do that. And uh, so, again, I don't know him very well, but someone I worked with knew him very well, was best friends with his father and always talked him up. We got to cover him, write this about him. So uh, I did get to see him play a lot. Obviously, the way he is now could be completely different from high school. So. I'm not going to judge him. If this is what he says, I'll trust him. But at the same time, yeah, I mean, it's possible. He's like, all right, I got the service time. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah. But it's it's just the the part about that that seems odd is he was so pumped up and it's like so excited. He was one of the guys that really wanted to play. And he was – and I know you have to do this, whatever team you play on. You're going to talk positive about your team. That's, I think, what struck some people the wrong way. It's like, wait, you go from, like, I can't wait to play this and that to now I'm out. But people are allowed to change their mind. And you, I'm sure you've come across this. I was just having a, dis- a brief discussion with someone that I, in the elevator about it. Like, everyone is different. Some people don't 
think this is a big deal and that we are stressing it too much. And then there was someone else, a lady in my building. She's like, we were both waiting for the elevator. She's like, you can go. I ride by myself. I'm like, no, go ahead. You go first. I won't go on. Go by yourself. And she had like a paper towel to press the buttons on the elevator. Everyone is different. Some people are scared shit of this and don't want to live in a bubble. Others are just like, whatever, I'm going to live my life. Things will be fine. So that's what we need to understand now. Everyone's handling this differently. Yeah. I mean, listen, you can't, you can't fault anybody for how they feel about it. I mean, listen, for me, what it's always been, it's been about like the whole mask versus no mask debate that we've seen so much. For me, it's just about common courtesy. Like, listen, if you don't think that, that this is serious and it's it's not a problem, okay, that's fine. That's totally cool. But you know what? There's a huge, there's a very, very strong popu- you know, percentage of the population who does believe that it is a problem. So really, I mean, are you doing some, like, is there like real harm involved here with you wearing a mask to be courteous to your fellow man? Like, I mean, is that, you know, a, a problem? And I mean, it's just, you know, I just, I find that, you know, crazy bizarre that, you know, people just can't look to, you know, understand it as not as, as so much of, uh, you know, mask versus no mask, but just common courtesy. People are scared and, and you should just, you should respect that instead of sitting there, you know, pissing and moaning that your rights are being violated by wearing a mask, which is not even remotely the case. Okay, like that. That's what bugs the crap out of me is that your rights aren't being violated. Uh, a private store owner, any store owner, has the right to no shoes, no shirt, no service. Like that whole thing has a right to refuse service to anybody. So by saying you need to wear a mask to walk into my restaurant, my bar, my store, whatever, that is not a violation of your rights. And people are so freaked out about this that you know. And again, that's my that's my problem. It's just common courtesy. You know what? I mean, if, if I didn't think that anything about this virus and you, Adam, you're a friend of mine and you're like, oh man, dude, this is really bumming me out. And I've got, you know, my allergies and asthma and this and that. And I'm like, you know, because it's courteous, I'll wear a freaking mask. Like that's the thing. So yeah, everybody has their own views of what this whole issue is. And some believe it, some don't. But the fact that we can't just come together on common courtesy, that's what like really just like kills me. No, for sure. I mean, but that's just the way the world is. It's uh, whatever the issue is, it's always going to be that way. It's gross. It's gross. It is. It is. Um, all right, let's uh, let's change the subject because I don't want to yes. sit here and talk mask, no mask. And I don't even know what, you know, again, you know, I, I, my mind, it gets a little, a little crazy sometimes. And, you know, sometimes I get lost in my own tangents and my own rants because I don't know, because that's just the way it is. So let's get back to sports and let's talk about, oh, let's <laughs> let's talk about not respecting your, your teammates uh, and talk Mike Clevenger. Unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> everything that we said last night about Zach, please. <laughs> and this freaking, ah, ah. And he's sitting there in a meeting defending police knowing he was with him. Police had to take a rental car back and Clevenger flew with the team. And you have Carlos Carrasco who has had leukemia now, I believe Terry Francona was not with the team because I saw something he's coming back tomorrow and he's had issues, health issues. And apparently, as we touched upon 
in the previous podcast, the Indians have been pretty strict with this. So I saw this right when like lineups locked. Uh, fortunately, the leagues that I have, Clevenger, it's at first game. So I took Clevenger out of my weekly lineup because I don't see how he starts this weekend in Detroit. I know they said there's a possibility, but I don't know if that's going to happen. And what are they going to do here now? I mean, they said, all right, quarantine for a little bit. But what happens if one of these Indians test positive now or something? Uh, this is just it's unbelievable, man. Uh, it's it's uh, and again, how many players are doing these things and not getting caught? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's insane. It's uh, it's frustrating. It's extremely frustrating. Um, and again, I don't know even know what to say. Uh, you know, I mean, we, we had this whole conversation yesterday. So you know what? If you guys really want to know just how frustrating it is, uh, go back and listen to uh, to to last night's podcast, uh, which was entitled, you know, Bad Apples. Uh, talking about Loriano charging and, you know, just everything that's going on with that. Um, and, you know, whatever. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's terrible. It's disrespectful. So Clevenger, uh, that totally sucks. Um, last baseball question here for you. Uh, who was worse today, Nick Pavetta or Sean Newcomb? Oh, boy. Uh, probably Newcomb. Uh, but they were both pretty bad. Uh, good thing I am uh, done with Pavetta after that uh, <laughs> brief run with him. Uh, wow, he allowed six hits and six runs in a third of an inning. All right, well, Pavetta was probably technically worse, but he was probably not in the lineups of many team unless you're in an NL only league and right. you were probably desperate. So more people had Newcomb in their lineup. I don't think... Now, that game wasn't part of the main slate on DFS, right? Because it started at 6? No, no right, right. Yeah, it was. It had nothing to do with it. So nobody okay. had Newcomb. But not. But they're probably. In your seasonal league? Season long leagues. Season long <laughs> leagues. Someone must have. I don't have any Newcomb. Uh, but an inning in the third, sixes, eight earned runs, two walks, a K, ugh, and an 11.20 ERA on the year. Of course, uh, he, he had a start this year where he did pretty well because that was against the Mets. <laughs> actually, no. Actually, the Mets did hit him. I forgot about that. They scored six runs against him in four and a third. Then he had another start, three and a third, one run against the Mets. But, yeah, the Braves pitching has really fallen apart quickly. It was a terrible injury to Soroka. Cole Hamels is hurt. Felix Hernandez opted out. Mike Fultonevich can't pitch well. So, yeah, it's amazing how they had all these young arms, and now they are really, really struggling. Uh, it is that kind of year. And... It feels like Yankees-Dodgers, right? But mm -hmm. I don't know, man. I, I think we're going to see a sneaky team make it, like whether it's the A's or the Padres. I think I think it's that type of year, man. It's 2020. We're, we're going to see something like that. The, the Reds. I, the You're about to say the Rockies? No, I said the Reds. You know, the Reds were a team that we were all – I think a lot of people were on. They've been disappointing so far, though. They still have time, but – uh, I've been disappointing in them so far. They're, I mean, Trevor Bauer's been great. Sonny Gray's been good. They're seven and nine, man. They're they're a half game better than the. Mets. Yeah, no, they're definitely they. You know, they're not they're getting wins. They're behind the Cardinals, who haven't played five games. And and Mustakas has been out, and and just yeah, went on the, the IL again. And he's on the IL again. Yeah. So I mean, that's a you know that's a that's a that's a big hole in the. I mean, the middle of that lineup. I mean, that was supposed to be you know yummy delish. Castellanos and Suarez and, and Moustakas uh, would have been absolutely is the only guy hitting. What's that? Castellanos is the only one hitting the of that only three. only one hitting, yeah. I mean, 
It is, uh, it's, it's not a good situation over there right now, but there is time and with the expanded playoffs, uh, you know, I'm looking at them. I, I could see the, the Reds in an expanded playoff, like, you know, do, you know, just be a, a surprise, especially when you've got, you know, Bauer and Gray sitting atop there. Uh, Desclafani even pitched well the other day. I, I hate Desclafani. Molly pitched well, and they put him in the bullpen because oh. Wade Miley is bad. Yeah, like, I don't really? understand that. That you know, I don't either. I, yeah, that makes no sense to me. That makes no sense to me. They like, put Miley in the pen. Let him be the long man. Um, I do. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe because they felt the need to have a, a lefty in the, uh, the in the rotation. Right, he's the only yeah. lefty. I guess, but I don't know if that really means much. If you're going to get hit. You know, does it really matter? Just give me guys who are getting outs, and Bauer is getting outs. Gray, Molly has been good. De Stefani's been good. So yeah, I mean, look, they do have the good starting pitching, and that's what you want, especially in the postseason. But uh, their bats have been disappointing for what we expected. There still is time. There's not a lot of time, but there's still time. But there is still time. <laughs> Believe it or not, there is a little bit more time. So. Um, all right, let's uh, let's flip the script. Let's go over to to some NFL talk. Uh, we got some uh, some running back news. One good, one bad. I mean, well, no, actually, you know what? I, in my world, in all honesty, these are both it's both bad news. So, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with the fact that Lamar Miller is now with the Patriots, or do you want to start with with Alvin Kamara saying that he he tore his knee? In, in week six and suddenly and was dealing with it all season long and suddenly this is the this is the first we're hearing of this. Well, all right, Kamara. He was clearly hurt, man. I mean, you could look at the stats, you could look at the eye test watching him. He wasn't the same. I had a friend who took uh, I took McCaffrey one, he took Kamara two, and he's complaining about, oh man, you had Kamara last year and he went off. I have him this year and he's doing nothing. I'm like He's hurt, man. You can see it. He just didn't have the same explosion. I mean, uh, look at every stat, and you could see it. And I think they said it was what? Like, uh, did they called it a high ankle sprain, right, last year? Is that um, what they called it? Did, did they call it? Yeah, they might have called it or a like, high ankle sprain. Or they might have said a knee or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, tore his knee. Like, really, man? <laughs> and you played through it? Like, geez, man, how good is this guy if he's catching 81 passes with a torn knee? Well, I'll tell you what, man. I heard that, and all of a sudden, I got really excited about my, you know what? Latavius Murray's got standalone value. Why not him? You know, if you're, like, sitting there in, like, the, the eighth or ninth round, and, and Latavius Murray is sitting there, you know he's going to get some work. And now that I hear this, now I'm, like, even more so. I'm like, ugh. Well, yeah, I mean, Murray is a guy I drafted quite a bit last year. He actually did not have enough standalone value uh, from what I thought would be. He really needed Kamara to be out to really have the big games. Uh, uh, Kamara still averaged 4.7 yards per carry. Uh, but the explosive plays, especially after the catch, were not there. I mean, he was 6.6 yards per reception, 8.8 the year before. Uh, so... He clearly was playing with something. His yards per target were down, like pretty much everything. And I was just watching. I'm like, man, this guy just doesn't have to burst. He's not breaking these big plays. So it's pretty impressive that he was still able to play through that. Uh, but I I don't know why. he. Why would he say it now, too? Like, why bring it? I don't understand. I, I have I don't no know. idea. It makes no sense to bring it up now. It makes no sense Players to bring do, it but up. But don't they do this all the time? 
Like, yeah, I was playing with a torn shoulder. Or, like, they after the year, they always say it. Right. So you're concerned because he had no surgery and he just rehabbed it? Is that yeah, what you're he had concerned? No, he had no surgery. He's rehabbing it. I mean, what happens if he runs hard for, you know, five weeks and all of a sudden you're like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. You know, he cuts wrong or, you know, he takes that hit. I mean, I'm not saying, not even like, you know, not even like a super powerful problem, but like just enough to like kind of nudge it along. I mean, how many times do we see non-contact injuries you know, where a guy just, you know, he steps the wrong way. and He's just, you know, his knee is not at 100%. Yeah, well, this is a big year for him, man. This is a contract year for him. It's a huge year for him. So, I don't know, man. I mean, why in the world are we, uh, you know, I, I, I just don't, I don't get why he's saying it. That makes no sense to me. Yeah, I think sometimes something like this, no need to say it. Yeah, definitely no need to say it. Keep it to yourself, Alvin. Keep it to yourself. All right, Lamar Miller is a Patriot now. And I'll tell you what, what bums me out here, okay, is um, is them signing Lamar Miller to me kind of means that they are not sure about Sony Michelle either starting the year on the pup list and missing the first eight weeks uh, or even just saying that his – you know, his foot hasn't recovered from this surgery that he had, and therefore, you know, he could opt out of the season with the rest of the other Patriots. Yeah, I mean, they're probably concerned about Sony Michelle's foot. He came out of college with knee issues, and it's been a big problem for him. Uh, they still do have, obviously, James White, but we know he's more of the pass-catching back. They drafted Damien Harris two years ago. Rex Burkhead is still there. So people have said this over the last couple of years. Oh, the Patriots running back backfield is a headache. It is to a certain extent. I mean, James White did have value in PPR formats. Uh, it was kind of predicting game scripts, but this does seem like a backfield now. Uh, I don't think I've drafted him this year. I have like looked at Damian Harris in the double digit rounds, but I don't think I've pulled the trigger yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't have any Sony Michelle. I don't have any James White. So, and I'm not really interested in Lamar Miller either. Um, yeah, see, I'm not interested in Lamar. Lamar Miller to me. <laughs> I mean, this is a dude who I've called a fantasy turd for I don't know how many years. I just he is. I am not a fan at all. And I mean, you know, he's also he's rehabbing the knee uh, and and missed all that time because of all of last year because of it. Um, you know, I mean, to me though, yeah, this this screams less about Lamar Miller. Because, I mean, I don't even know. I didn't even look at the uh, the, the contract details uh, of what they're giving him. But this kind of, you know, again, here's that, that standard low-risk move for the Patriots where they sign a guy. He's probably got a bunch of incentives in his deal if he gets certain number of carries or he gets some snaps or whatever it might be. Um, if he does perform well for them, like let's say they just say, all right, Sony, you're on the pup list, so you're out for the first eight weeks. If Lamar Miller plays well enough and then Sony Michelle comes back and he's healthy and, uh, you know, they just kind of share the role or something, uh, that's going to give value to Lamar Miller next year when somebody signs him, you know, he's a free agent and somebody's like, okay, well, we saw your, your, you perform well in your first year back from the knee issue and, uh, and it's worth something. And suddenly then the Patriots, uh, you know, get their, they get their first, they're running back for the first eight weeks of the season. Uh, and then they get a draft pick reimbursement when they don't want to sign, re-sign them again. You sound like a bitter Jets fan. 
Oh, I mean, no, no, no. I mean, you know, it's so funny. I mean, I I hate the Patriots with a passion. I hate Belichick with a passion, but I have so much respect for the the business end of the way he's been handling it. You have to respect it. Oh, you have to. I mean, with everything that they've done, there's no question about it. This could also signal that Sony Michelle does miss the beginning of the season. Mm -hmm. So that's possible. And they just want to have a veteran running back to provide depth. But if that does happen, they're just going to spread the ball around. It'll be Michelle, Harris, White, and me, and Burkhead. Yeah, oh, for fantasy purposes, no, I'm not interested. You know what though? I mean, it's kind of funny. I'm I'm we're in the last round of uh of this draft with Giants league and uh and I'm looking and I don't think anybody Oh, yes. All right. Somebody did take Lamar Miller with their pick. <laughs> Like I, if we, with my last pick of the draft, I would have, uh, I, I probably would have taken Lamar Miller if he was still sitting there. Uh, someone did take him. What? How many rounds is that? Twenty. Is there other kickers in defense? Nope, no kickers, no D. Oh, okay. Yeah, I could see twentieth round taking a shot. If yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't feel great about it, but I understand at that point there's not a ton there. There is not a ton there. I don't think there is. I don't think there is, but I mean, again, for for a, for a last round dart throw, I mean, why the hell not? Why and the there is not? waivers in this league. Um, no, it it's a ball? it's a best ball format. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the league. This is the league where I told you I had the uh, my top three wide receivers are Hopkins, Ridley, and Allen Robinson. So I could have I could have used the extra running back. I definitely could. Yeah, at that point, you'd need as many flyers at running back as possible. Yeah, because I don't think I've seen anyone start a draft this year with three wide receivers. I used to do that all the time, like two, three, four years ago. Consistently would do that. I don't think we're going to see many people do that this year. No, so you, you I, might I mean, be. I took, I took Dalvin Cook be, first. Dalvin Cook oh, was wait, my you, number one pick. Took, wait, you took Cook first and then three straight receivers? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I was going to say, because I don't think I've seen anyone open a draft this year with three straight receivers. Um, I think somebody did it in the FSGA. Just look at the bottom of your standings after, like, week two or three. That's, <laughs> that's the dude who did it. I'm like, oh, wait, who's that 0-5 team? Oh, yeah, they started three straight wide receivers. What a oh, bunch of clowns. Oh, oh, and he took Wrong a tight end in the fourth. <laughs> Four years ago, that would work. This year, no. You better hope that you... Spend all that fab money early on that big running back that emerges in week one or two, if it happens. Right. Got to wait for that first injury. How many times did we say that last year? Just got to wait for that first injury. Once that first injury comes, you know, then you got to you got to jump all over. You got to put all your fab money on it. Meanwhile, it never you mean happened. Ty Johnson didn't work out? Ty Johnson, I love that. <laughs> I had zero Ty Johnson last year, and I was just uh, like, oh, I, I, I had one two it. out of desperation, man. Like, I had on Johnson in one league, <laughs> and uh, I had no – like, my running – that was a league where I went uh, too light on running back, and uh, it was my worst team last year. <laughs> yeah, this should be interesting. I'll uh, I'll take a look. Oh, look, it's finally – it's my pick. I'm even. I'm on the clock now. I'm on the clock. Twentieth round. Give me somebody. How is Hunter Renfro from the Raiders uh, sitting here on the on the board right now? That's surprising. Like only because like is them. that all because, um, you know what? Because Henry Ruggs is going to be playing in the slot. 
Probably, but I'm some. Wait, when did this draft start? Because it's a slow draft. Way before right? that. Like, yeah, he's... I'm a little, I'm a little surprised that he's still there. I mean, I haven't drafted him, and I'm not as high on him as everyone else. But I'm surprised he's there in round twenty. I'm just baffled that he's here. Unfortunately, I mean, I could use the running back, but I mean, you know, there's nothing. There's garbage on the on the running back situation right now. Garbaggio, hot trash. Basura. I mean, I, I could do, I could do like a flyer on an Eno Benjamin, um, a, a, a LaMichael P. Ryan, but yeah, LaShawn McCoy. I could yeah. do, yeah, right, exactly. I, I think Hunter Renfro is definitely, um, probably, he's probably the, the better bet here. Yeah, I think so. I mean, that is, that is insane. So, unless. Unless this is somehow a, a big mistake, I have no idea. But how would you draft like DeAndre Carter or Andy Dalton before? What? Andy Dalton? Yeah. I mean it's best ball, so I'm sure he's, you know, he's just handcuffing to, to dad. Ah, you don't do that. I, I do I listen, wouldn't do it. It's not it's like, it's not even it's best ball, it's not even super flex. I have two quarterbacks. I'm like, I don't need anything more than two quarterbacks. Uh, I agree. Now, if one of them goes down, like Ben Roethlisberger last year, then you're in a little bit of trouble. But yeah, yeah. You know, at mean, that point, you just like you I'm just say, "All right, one well, guy. I lost." Right. Let's just hope they they both stay healthy through at least one of their bye weeks. Yeah, I mean, look, when I do these best ball drafts that are twenty rounds, I usually take two quarterbacks yeah. as well. So that's what I did. So that's why two quarterbacks. I grabbed a third tight end because I grabbed two guys that had the same bye week. And then, uh, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, that happened to me once this year. I'm like, I really like this second guy. I'm like, they have the same. But I was like, you know what? I don't care. I'll get a third. I'm not going to pass up on talent. And I wrote that on Fantasy Alarm uh, maybe two months ago about bye weeks. Uh, so you could check that out. But basically, uh, I don't care about bye weeks, man, because if you – and I gave examples of last year. Say you drafted a tight end, and then you get uh, you were looking for a second tight end. You go, oh, Mark Andrews. Yeah, I, I like him. He's got some upside. Oh, wait. Oh, he's got the same buy as my, my starting tight end. Yeah, I'm going to pass on him. I'll go with someone else. I mean, come on, man. You want to do that? Or even Lamar Jackson last year, because he was often going as a second QB, depending on when you drafted. Imagine passing on Lamar Jackson because he had the same buy as your first QB. Don't worry about it. Draft them. And I know this is best ball. So in a best ball, you would have to get a third quarterback because you don't want to take the zero. But I'm talking in, in a redraft league where we have the waiver wire. You'll figure it out. Say they both have a buy in week eight. Things are going to change by week eight. Worry about week eight when it gets there, especially in today's environment. Yeah. And listen, these are these are two of my favorite. Um, what you call it? They're two of my favorite tight ends this year. Hayden Hurst and, and Hunter Henry. I can't I can't not. Uh, you know, not deal with them. I can't. I can't not take them because of the same bye week, especially when I know that I've got twenty rounds. So there's plenty of time to get a third tight end. Plenty of time. Exactly. So. I just. I don't want to pass up on talent, potential breakout players due to one week, the bye week, and I think a lot of people make that mistake. So I wanted to make sure that I wrote that so people could see that and understand. Just take the talent. You, you know. Giving up a potential breakup, a breakout player just because he has the same buy as your starter doesn't make any sense. It does not make any sense. 
So there we go. There we have it. Hunter, Hunter Renfro now belongs to me as a 20th round pick. Ay, ay, ay. All right. Well, there we go. So, you know, again, kind of a light day here. And, you know, I, I probably should pay attention to this poker tournament that I've been playing the entire time. <laughs> right? Because I just, you know, I just, uh, I just lost a hand that I probably shouldn't have even been in. But yet there I am. Just clicking a button, being like, sure, I can call, sure. So I'll tell you what, if uh, if our sponsor, who is Monkey Knife Fight, let's give out a shout out to them real quick. <laughs> Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning, even you, Adam, even you. Uh, monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love, baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else monkeyknifefight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up. And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play, play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. <laughs> Big shout out to them. Uh, and I'm going to go and uh, pay attention and try and win a, win a little cashish uh, here at the end of my night. So Adam, as always, thank you so much. Really appreciate getting a chance to sit down and, uh, and hang with you. Always a good time, man. Always a good time. So there you go, folks. Thanks so much for tuning in. Big thanks to the Sawdust Podcast Network, Fantasy Alarm, uh, Adam Ronis, uh, Shannon Blunt, who helps us do uh, a whole bunch of editing stuff. And uh, and thanks to you guys all for tuning in and listening. That's going to do it for us here on this episode of Annie Up. I'm Howard Bender for Adam Ronis. Good night, and we'll catch you next time.